Welcome back in to the Cary Grove Football Show as we approach week eight of the high school football season. The Trojans improved to 7-0 last week with a win over Jacobs. 36-22 was the final, no doubt about it. Jacobs provided CG their first challenge of the year, but ultimately the blue and white were able to come out on top and ahead by more than a couple touchdowns. It was 15-15 to at halftime. It was 29-22 with nine minutes remaining in the fourth quarter. Uh, but the defense did a nice job, held serve, and Jacobs was not able to complete the comeback as the Trojans tagged on that extra touchdown uh, within the last five minutes of the game. I'm actually going to keep this intro part on the shorter side here, so I'm going to try to wrap up soon. I'm really excited for the interviews this week. This episode might be the most fun we've had with a guest, and not to take away from the previous ones, but... It's unique this week because all five offensive linemen are the guests this week. So through the power and magic of editing here in my production studio, uh, I think we put together a really solid product for you. And um, I'm excited for everybody to uh, hear what these guys have to say. I'm not going to introduce them. They're actually going to introduce themselves, first and last name, and their position and then I ask around uh, the group some questions along the way. They also drafted up the last question that you'll hear towards the end, and Zach Petko had a good name for their for their mini show there at the end, and maybe these guys will do a podcast uh, maybe next semester or after, after high school, the Hogcast. They refer to themselves as linemen as hogs, and uh, Hogcast would be, a, I think, a good starting point if we're talking about show titles. All right, so I'm going to play the, the alien sound effect, as I call it, and then you're going to hear from the Cary Grove offensive line. Nico Nicopolis, split tackle. Aaron Casperi, split guard. Nolan Sharkey, center. Max Casenos, tight guard. Zach Petko, tight tackle. How has the season been so far, seven games in? Did you know you could be in this position you are in this late in the year? Uh, yeah, I'd say uh, we knew where we could be So at this point in the season. Um, as of right now, everyone's going to their assignments pretty well. We know what we're doing on the offensive side of the ball. The backfield is looking great as always. They know their rules as well, and we know that Every single week is going to be big for us, and if we just keep up what we're doing right now, we can do big things. Why has this offense been this good? I feel like it starts at, uh, starts out at practice. Uh, everyone's really into it, and everyone really wants to execute and get better. All right, Nolan, what is the most important thing about playing offensive line? Uh, mostly there's a lot of stuff to know so from each position from center guard to tackle there's a there's a lot of different things you have to know so once you know your position you get it in the summer you usually want to hone in 
hone in what you're doing specifically and just get to know that. And once you once you're at a point to where you know your position well and you you know it really well, you can start learning other positions so you get a full sense of what the offense is supposed to do. And let's say you're watching film. You can watch it for a whole line sense and be like, okay, the center's supposed to go here, the guard's supposed to go there, and the tackle's supposed to go there, just so you know how the whole offense works and you can really get a good feel for it. How do you learn how to play offensive line in an option offense? Because there's so many things you have to do, um, as Nolan just went into. So how do you learn how to do that you know, throughout the years? It starts off with your technique. You got to make sure that you have fast feet. You got that good knee drive going. And then you just got to make sure that you memorize your rules. Like we got a lot of different things that we need to memorize. But once you get once you get good at it and just practicing and practicing and practicing, you get the you get the fundamentals down. You get your footwork down. And it's like okay, this is the play. These are my rules. I see what the de- defense is lined up in, and I just got to do it. And then you just got to go after it. And then eventually, you kind of just you kind of just know. You just see with defense, and then you know what you need to do. And that just comes with practice. And then being with everyone, we're just working hard every day. You just kind of just know. Per play. So on a per play basis, which sometimes this year has been one, two, or three play drives because uh, of how prolific the offense has been. But what are the keys and jobs per play for each of the five spots. So does that change or kind of take me through that? Um, after this play, I want to accomplish. Well, you know, the offense starts with the offensive line. And so when we execute and we do our jobs, so on certain plays, each a certain position may have a bigger responsibility, but as a whole, the line has to execute to get those short two play drives if we want to be successful. And so if everyone's just firing on all, all cylinders and just everyone's ready to go and they know their rule and prepared for the game and they're not guessing, then we're just firing off low and fast. And that's really hard to defend, especially in a triple option offense. How has it been playing with many of these same people for multiple years? So another thing about just growing up and playing with all these guys since I was like in the first grade is that last year when we had all the other seniors left, or when they left and then we had all these other guys just come in. I just knew that I could count on count on my brothers and just trust them. And we had it like that. Like summer came and we were just ready to go. And we already had that bond because we'd just been playing football forever. And that's just kind of how the program works. We replace guys and then we're ready to go. And the bond is just really, really important. When you've been playing with the guys you've been growing up with since you were six, all the way up until eighth grade, and then all the way through high school, it just grows team chemistry just perfectly and especially when you've all been playing the same position pretty much your whole entire life for 12 or however many years uh, it really just strengthens everyone together because everyone knows what they're doing and uh, it's just really special to know that everyone by your side knows what they're going to do because you've grown up together and you've been through it all especially in our eighth grade season and coming to be seniors now it's really something special to see. So to play with the same kids for almost a dozen years, how does that add on to reasons or evidence why this group is good now? So like Nico was saying with the team chemistry part, to where we have the chemistry as a team on and especially off the field to where all of us are really good friends, and that just brings the team chemistry for football 
up so much to where everybody knows each other to a point where we can joke around and all that stuff but we can also put put forth a really good effort as for a team and we all we all know what each other as a team want like for goals for goals wise and the team chemistry is there everywhere and then two or three guys could take this one why is this overall a special program well, you know, it's making the playoffs isn't the goal. It's go make, winning a state championship. It's expected to make the playoffs, and for the past 19 or however long it's been years, that's been the expectation is that we're going to make the playoffs, we're going to execute, we're going to win. And, you know, at the beginning of every summer, it's always not we're making the playoffs, it's are the goals to win a state championship. And when you have that kind of drive going into the season and you have people that are willing to work for it, it's – it's really fun to be on a team like that. Building off what Zach just said, it starts with the culture at Cary Grove. You know, as you said, since like sixth grade, like 19 years ago, we've just been like winning in playoffs and winning state titles. And then we're just trying to build off of that as much as we can, get better each and every day, and just hit practice with the mentality. It's like, okay, I'm going to win this block. I'm going to win this play. If I don't, next one I'm going to win that. And I think that just winning mentality really is like what sets us apart. Two regular season games left. Could be a lot beyond that. Could be five weeks beyond that. We'll see. How do you manage expectations, and what do you think this team is capable of doing for the rest of the fall? Well, we know what we're capable of doing if we keep our mentality of winning and knowing our rules every single play. We know that we can do big things. Uh, As far as the rest of the fall and these last two games, Again, these last two games, the rest of the games going forward, they're all going to be big games for us. Every single week's going to be a big game for us. So we approach that as if we control what we can control every single week. Because at, at, at the end of the day, our biggest, opponent, our biggest opponent is going to be ourselves. If we shoot ourselves in the foot too many times, you know, we may not get an outcome we like. So as these games move forward, you know, the more we practice a practice, we just want to tune up those fine details and uh, – yeah, if we just keep everything sound, we can do we can do some big things up in November. Throughout high school, we have played many positions in the past. How has that helped you become the player you are now? Personally, I have played every position on the line. You call that the handyman, Nolan? So me personally, my sophomore year, I played tight ends, and I think that helps me, helps me a lot because it helps me realize more of a the bigger picture for the offensive line because I still remember some rules from tight end and if I'm watching film I can see what the tight end and the, the tackle and then what the guards do and I, I can just really get a whole idea of what the whole offense looks like. Freshman year I came in a little undersized and played middle linebacker on the Froshsoft team and what and I also played offensive line as well but what that, like Mac really helped me understand like what the offense was doing and I'm like okay if they're doing this I can just see it from like a different perspective as well. But as middle linebacker, I was pretty much an extra defensive lineman. So, yeah, that's kind of how, how I understood the Cary Grove offense from that perspective. Sophomore year and my junior year, I was a tight end. Uh, and as a tackle now, that really helps me uh, really understand the importance of those blocks out on the perimeter and how to get a good leverage on a linebacker, a safety, a corner, you name it. Uh, so that's really stuck with me since sophomore year up until now. Uh, the importance of leverage and learning that from tight end has definitely helped me 
uh, become who I am now. So uh, I came into high school as a offensive lineman and defensive lineman. On, I played both those on the Frosh team. Sophomore year, I transitioned to just defensive line, and I got some playing time there and helped me understand how the, the defensive side of it works. Junior year, I transitioned to middle linebacker, and I got a little bit of reps at offensive line. And then this year, I was able to play both sides of the ball, and now I have a very good understanding of how the defense like how a defense reads and how a defense tries to get off blocks and how a defense tries to defend the offense. And so it kind of helps you when you're trying to defeat the defense. Jumping back in real quick, up next is Coach Seberg to discuss last week's game and preview what's ahead. Welcome back to the Cary Grove Football Show alongside Coach Seberg. For week eight of the high school football season, and the Trojans were tied with an opponent this week at halftime, 15-15 to with Jacobs, and then led by seven with nine minutes to go in the game. Coach, what did you learn from that game on Friday uh, from your team? Well, I think we, we learned that our, you know we're, we're going to play in some close games uh, this in this season, and in order for us to to win the close games, we, we've got to execute on on offense and defense. And uh, when we don't, the game's going to be closer. And uh, and and we you know we've got to we've got to play better. But um, I you know I just I liked how we came in at halftime and and knew what we needed to do, made a few adjustments. But by and large, it was just a, an adjustment of understanding. Hey, we were we were close to executing a couple plays here and. Um, you know, had to make a couple plays on, on defense, and, and the game could have been a lot different. So, um, But uh, real proud of how the guys responded. And it seemed like, and I think it's fair to say, that the team was challenged. And it seemed like they kept their focus, composure. When it was action time, they performed. Um, how were they able to do that as the game went along? Because who knows, maybe it does get away from them, and, and it goes the other way. Well, anytime that happens, I think you just kind of go back to your fundamentals and and your discipline and and just trusting in your abilities to to make plays and trusting in your abilities to execute uh, what what we wanted to do on offense and defense. But you know, again, I think our kids did that, and uh, we were happy to come out with our seventh win. You already mentioned it, but the first drive of the second half took all of one minute and thirty seven seconds. How important was it to get a quick score there and really lead off the the last 30 minutes of football well that first drive of the third quarter sometimes you know can can kind of set the tone for the for the rest of the half sometimes it doesn't but it really helps when you can when you can get a touchdown if you're receiving the ball and and set the tone for the rest of the half and I think that also gives the 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 defense a little bit of momentum too um, once, once, once the defense takes the field. So, uh, yeah, I think it's it's uh, it's real helpful to be able to do that. There was some storylines out of this game about Kerry Grove being challenged, Kerry Grove being tested. Do you think you needed this type of challenge at this point in the regular season, or what? What are your thoughts on that? Um, I'd prefer to have a running clock. Any time because it's it you know it just typically means you're playing a little bit better. But uh, I think throughout the course of the year, depend you know if you're going to be playing 
into November and, and you're going to be playing uh, against uh, high-quality teams, um, other teams are going to make plays and, and you're going to make plays as well. And it's going to go back and forth. And uh, it's just it's just a part of it's a part of football. It's a part of the sport. It's a part of co- competition. And so, I whether we needed it or not, it's it's a reality that it, it's going to happen. And so uh, it did happen, and, and I was happy with how our kids performed. A lot of times this season, we've seen the other team come out of the gate, especially if they have the ball first, and they clearly have a plan of uh, let's go slow, let's keep the ball for a long time. Jacobs did that on Friday night, 20 plays in their first drive. The defense, it's just a fact, has been on the field way more than the offense. Now, part of that is the offense um, being almost prolific in a sense, one, two, three play drives. But how, how much of a challenge is it for the defense to be out there for that much and still able to hold serve? You know, like Friday night, two interceptions, a fumble, uh, maybe a couple other fumbles that weren't called. So they did their jobs, but they're just on the field for so long. Yeah, I, I, I think anytime another team has the ball, they they have that chance to score. There's always that chance that, and there's always that pressure uh, for our defense to be able to stop them. And so, um, I think I think by and large our guys did a good job, um, and uh, and we made plays too. And when we didn't make plays, the uh, uh, Jacobs was able to uh, extend their drives. And so, uh, when we made plays, we were able to get the defense off the field. And so. Um, another another part of that too is where we where we kind of had some shortfalls was we did have three turnover cost three turnovers um, but we didn't we didn't score when we needed to off of those turnovers and so I think if we were able to punch in a couple more touchdowns I think uh, I think I think the 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 whole game would have would probably change a little bit. We were talking a little bit before we we pressed record and and I was. Uh, proud of one of my questions to Liam last week. So I'm going to ask you the same thing. You know, with success, especially at this stage in the season, 7-0, and uh, comes a test of maturity. Do you think, or let me rephrase that, why do you think this team is up for that test? Well, the first, the first response would have to be the obvious answer is that we've got 30 seniors on the team. And so there's, there's, that, there's that element where seniors bring – a different sense of urgency. They bring a different mindset to practice each day. It's just different. And I think as 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 the end of the season approaches, whether it's you know for us we're at least going to have a, a first round playoff game, whether it's week ten or or beyond. Players know that the end is close, and so there's that inherent urgency that having having a lot of seniors uh, uh creates and then you know when you when you've got a great team the other part of that of that equation is the younger guys embrace that too the younger guys whether they're players on Friday night or whether they're scout guys during the week they fully understand the the gravity of the season and and understand that if if we don't win it's over this team is over and so uh, I think you know that's that's an important part of, of of the of it, and 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 so I, you know, when you get that mix, you get that younger guys that also have that same urgency because they want to continue the season, and then the older guys have it because this is it for them. 
um, it usually leads to a pretty healthy week of practice, and then uh, hopefully it leads to wins on, on Fridays. Fun episode this week. Thanks again to the offensive line and, as always, Coach Seberg for their time. It's Kerry Grove hosting Burlington Central this week as the Trojans look to improve to 8-0 on the year. And next week is already the last week of the regular season portion of the schedule. So I'm sure we'll have a lot in store for you that episode as well. I'm your host, Matt Cozy, and this is the Kerry Grove Football Show.